Reflections on Immanuel Kant's Epistemology and the A Priori of Human Action by Thorsten Polite, March 2024 Economics is not an empirical science. You cannot find out and validate economic laws by testing or by experience, that is. Rather, economics is actually an a priori science of human action, with its laws literally revealed through thinking, not through trying them out. This is a downright revolutionary idea today, which the economist Ludwig von Mises put forward about 100 years ago, and which deserves the greatest attention, especially today, a time of, as I call it, anti-enlightenment and great confusion. To explain this in more detail, it makes sense to start with the German philosopher Immanuel Kant. He was the philosopher of the Enlightenment and lived from 1724 to 1804. In 1781, Kant published his work The Critique of Pure Reason. In brief, in it he explores three core questions. What can we know? What can we hope for? What should we do? For Kant, the question, what can we know, is about epistemology, that is, the theory of knowledge. The question, what can we hope for, is about theology. And the question, what should we do, is about ethics. For us, Kant's epistemological considerations are important at this point, that is, his insight into the origin, composition and limits of our knowledge. In this context, Kant was particularly interested in whether so-called metaphysics would be viewed as a science. What does metaphysics mean? The word metaphysics comes from Greek and means something like the science that deals with things that are beyond immediate human perception, things we cannot see, hear or touch. Metaphysical questions include, does God exist as the creator of the universe? Is the human soul immortal? Do humans have a free will? Is the world designed appropriately for humans? Kant raises the question, can metaphysics reliably answer the above questions? Is metaphysics suitable as a science? Can it provide reliable knowledge like other accepted sciences? In search for an answer, Kant agrees as a starting point with the prevailing opinion that all our knowledge stems from experience. Things in the world touch our senses, we see, hear and feel something. However, according to Kant, the temporal beginning of knowledge does not imply, does not mean that it is also its objective origin. Rather, Kant sees the knowledge gained through experience as a composite. It is our human cognitive ability that allows the impressions gained through experience to become knowledge. Kant put it this way, The objects of our experience depend on our ability to gain knowledge, and we don't see things in the world as they are, but only as we can recognize them. It is in this context in which Kant distinguishes between two concepts, namely a priori and a posteriori. A posteriori means after the experience has been made. Statements a posteriori are dependent on experience, they are empirical. Example, the stovetop is hot 
because I found out that the stovetop is hot by touching it beforehand. All a posteriori statements are not necessarily true. Why? Because one can never rule out that an a posteriori statement that is currently viewed as true will not at some point in the future be refuted as false by a new observation. Now let us turn to a priori statements. A priori literally means in advance, that is before any experience. However, this before every experience can be interpreted in two ways. First, we can see an a priori statement as true or false without having to resort to our senses, seeing, hearing, feeling, to our experience. Second, all components of the a priori statement, including the concepts and words used in it, do not come from experience, but from basic endowment of our human mind. I would like to explain this briefly. An example of an immediately obvious a priori statement is this. Bachelors are unmarried. The adjective unmarried is already included in the subject, bachelor. You don't have to make experience to see the sentence, bachelors are unmarried, as true. This statement is an analytical a priori. For Kant, analytical means disaggregated, meaning that the adjective unmarried is already contained in the subject of the sentence bachelor. Being unmarried is what defines a bachelor. Such an analytical a priori is indisputably true. However, one will object that the term bachelor itself undoubtedly comes from experience. Knowing what a bachelor is, of course, not independent of experience, but rather dependent on experience. Who would argue otherwise? When Kant talks about a priori, he is essentially not concerned with any kind of a priori statements, but rather with pure a priori statements. The pure in Kant's book title, The Critique of Pure Reason, refers exactly to this point. By the addition pure, Kant means statements that operate with intellectual concepts and ideas that are completely independent of experience, that have no experience mixed into them. For Kant, an example of a pure a priori statement would be a mathematical judgment like the following. In a circle, all points on the circle have the same distance from the center. This statement is true regardless of experience. We cannot prove the statement to be true through experience. On the one hand, we cannot measure all possible circles and thereby conclusively classify the statement as true or false. Pure a priori concepts are no longer derived from other general concepts. And so, following Aristotle, Kant also uses the term categories for them. The pure a priori intellectual concepts are always already presupposed when we deal with empirical concepts. Kant derives the pure a priori concepts of understanding from his so-called tables of judgments, which then lead to his so-called table of categories. 
but even if his table of categories is not completely consistently derived and filled, as it is claimed by many philosophers, Kant did nevertheless present some concepts that can justifiably be classified as pure a priori concepts of understanding. For example, there are logical terms or logical operators. Think, for instance, of conjunction that connects statements with the term and or the negation through which statements are denied using the term not. Terms such as individual thinking, point in time, relationship, cause and effect, change and many others can also be identified as purely a priori concepts of understanding. Together with the aforementioned logical operators, they represent intellectual concepts which are presupposed for us making perceptions in the first place. The pure a priori concepts of understanding do not stem from experience. They are an advanced performance of the human actor, and without them we could not constitute objective things in our experience. With Kant's lines of thinking, we ultimately reach an extremely important insight, namely that we prescribe certain properties to the things we experience. We see the world as we can recognize it, not necessarily as it is. In other words, there are conditions under which we make experience, and it is the pure a priori intellectual concepts that, according to Kant, make so-called synthetic a priori judgments possible. In Kant's words, it sounds like this, quote, The conditions of the possibility of experience in general are at the same time conditions of the possibility of the objects of experience, and therefore have objective validity in a synthetic judgment a priori." Quote ends. There are necessary conditions of experience that come about when we exercise our cognitive faculty. All objects of experience must satisfy these conditions. Therefore, the statements that claim that objects of experience are subject to these conditions are synthetic statements a priori. And synthetic statements a priori are true for us, cannot be denied without contradiction. With them we actually have the possibility of being able to make true statements about reality. What theoretical consequences this has for economics will be explained in part 2 of this video. I hope the explanations up to this point have been insightful and enlightening for you. And if so, please like and share the video, follow my channel and above all watch part 2 and part 3 of the video series.